Hello and welcome to the SKY Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for people who are experiencing chronic fatigue syndrome and want to improve their quality of life, to regain their health and to feel like themselves again. I'm a chronic fatigue coach and I want to help you start taking action to live the life you want to live. I keep my podcast short, sweet and helpful as I know energy is limited when it comes to CFS. If at any point you are interested in my coaching service, you can find out more information at www.sunkissedyoga.co.uk. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode, which is going to be all about diet and chronic fatigue syndrome. Before I get started, I just want to apologise if there is any background noise. I'm in Nicaragua at the minute and it's so hot inside and outside and there's no aircon, so I've got the fan on and I'm hoping it's not too noisy on the recording. Um, Yeah, so today we are talking about diet and how to approach diet when you have chronic fatigue syndrome. And I think I'm going to break this episode into two parts. As you know, I'm a fan of quite a short podcast. I don't like my episodes to be too long and drain people's brain energy because my audience, we all know that we're trying to um, save as much energy as possible in our bodies. So today I'm gonna give my opinion and advice on what diet is best to have when going through chronic fatigue syndrome. And then I might do a part two where I think I'll answer common Q and A's that I get from clients about diet debunking myths that you've been made to believe in the past and I'm also going to get my own nutritionist on the podcast to give us uh, more insight into diet and how to approach it. So probably one of the most common questions I get is what is the best diet for chronic fatigue and this question I think leads to you doing a lot of trial and error in your search for something to make you feel better trying to you know cut things out or trying to do different types of diet hopping around um, trying different things because obviously there's not really a one-size-fits-all but in my opinion and from my experience working with other people the best diet for when you're struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome is essentially no diet I know that sounds a bit annoying so I'm going to explain what it means The word diet to me connotes ideas of restriction or good and bad food. And when you're going through CFS, you want to eat a balanced, whole and nutritionally dense diet. So that's what I mean by no diet pretty much. You wanna be including every food group and focusing on nourishing your body, not punishing it at all. Eating to your intention behind eating will be to optimize your energy levels and minimize chances of nutrient um, nutrient deficiency. The ideal diet for CFS, so what I've just said, is basically a long-term healthy eating plan anyway that you should probably aim to have regardless of whether you're experiencing CFS or not. But the reason it's even more important with CFS is because obviously the energy in our bodies is already being spread as thinly as possible to heal us and to keep our metabolic functions working as best as possible. So if you're eating a diet high in, say, processed food and not getting much nutrients into your system, your energy levels are going to be even lower and make functioning even harder. Nutrition is very important for improving and managing CFS. We get our energy from food and food alone and chronic 
with chronic fatigue, we really need as much energy as we can get as it's essentially it's like an energy condition. It's a lack of energy or we're not able to use that energy how we want to. So a nutrient dense diet looks like one that contains ample vitamins, minerals, complex carbohydrates, lean proteins and healthy fats. And examples of this are fruits and veggies, whole grains, seafood, lean meat or eggs, beans, nuts or soy foods if you're veggie or vegan. Healthy fats are things like olive oil, avocado, seeds. So kind of on the whole, like very similar to the old Mediterranean diet, which has been known for years to be supportive of overall improvements in health and also healthy aging. Now, obviously this, what I've just listed is a random kind of assortment of foods that I've picked out as an example, but most foods are nutritious in some way, except possibly highly processed foods. And due to diet culture and social media, I think we fall into thinking that it's something, sorry, if something isn't a fruit or a veg, then it's not healthy when this couldn't actually be further from the truth. Our bodies need every food group from carbs to sugars to fats, etc. And the last thing that I want to encourage on this podcast is for anyone to um, start eating like salad for breakfast, lunch and dinner, because that that wouldn't be a nutritious, well-balanced, well-rounded diet. Ultimately, with chronic fatigue, we are looking for unconditional permission to eat and looking at nourishing our bodies well. There are a couple of things that will be beneficial for you to avoid or at least reduce intake of. And those things are caffeine, alcohol, and as I've already mentioned, highly processed foods. But I'm a huge advocate for balance and if you're, you know, if you're having six coffees a day with chronic fatigue syndrome, then yeah, it would be beneficial for you to reduce that. But if you're having one coffee per day and maybe, you know, you really enjoy it, like I know for myself, I love coffee every morning and having, you know, it brings me a whole sense of like health and happiness outside of just having the caffeine. Like it's kind of like a morning ritual for me. And I know a lot of people um, have that with a coffee as well. So if you're having one coffee a day and you really enjoy it, I don't want you to think you can't have it. Maybe just think about having a glass of water with that coffee as well. Um, Possibly one of the worst approaches you can have to diet is restriction because restriction always leads to overconsumption. And that is a fact. If there's something you really, really want, let's say chocolate as an example, just because that's a common one for people to try and restrict on. Um, so you tell yourself, imagine you tell yourself you can't have chocolate and restrict yourself. I guarantee there will come a point where you binge out on chocolate, whether it's in a few days, weeks, or even like years you could restrict for, there will come a point where you will binge out on chocolate because you've been deprived of it for so long. And looking at the bigger picture, it would have been better if you had just allowed yourself a little bit of chocolate every day. So you can really, really enjoy it and not feel the need to then overeat it or make yourself feel sick having a binge out on chocolate. So yeah, that's actually one of the main lessons I learned from my own nutritionist. 
is that restriction always leads to overconsumption. It's just a fact. Like no matter how long that is, whether you're restricting for, it could be like five, 10 years, you know, but you will then overconsume. And when you allow that food back into your life, it'll be, it'll come with all of these negative um, feelings and emotions like guilt and stuff like that, which is just, it's so unnecessary. So yeah, that is one of the main points of this podcast is don't restrict yourself. But going back to the things you do want to minimize or at least at least moderate in your diet is the groups I've just mentioned. And to be honest, I think that again goes for any diet. Like ideally, we don't want to be consuming that much caffeine, alcohol or highly processed food. Anyone, regardless of whether you've got CFS or not. But the reason it's more important for fatigue is because caffeine actually aggravates your um, adrenal exhaustion and low blood sugar, which amplifies feelings of stress and anxiety that can already be quite high with chronic fatigue. So you're kind of making symptoms worse for yourself. Alcohol will definitely make your symptoms worse because it is a depressant, meaning it slows down the function of your body and mind. And if you just if you just think what alcohol does to a healthy individual, so someone who's not experiencing chronic fatigue, like by means of a hangover, it's going to have even worse effects if you're not already a healthy individual. I remember when I was recovering from um, the virus I had and going through chronic fatigue, I did stop drinking because I also got, I had like liver breakdown as a side effect of my chronic fatigue and the doctors told me I wasn't allowed to drink. But off the back of that, I haven't been drunk ever since um, getting diagnosed with chronic fatigue. They're not directly related, like there are many reasons for why I don't drink. But just, I've, I have a, my mum's an alcoholic and my brother's an alcoholic, so I'm quite well educated and experienced on what alcohol does to your body because I've done so much research around it and nothing is good. I suppose the only good thing about alcohol is that it's a social thing. And if you moderate your intake and you know just have a like, few beers or a gin and tonic every now and again, it's no big deal. And if it's bringing you some kind of social um, health and connection, then that can be a great thing. You know, For some people, it's really important. But definitely look at moderating it um, if you do overconsume alcohol with chronic fatigue. Having said all of this, I know most people listening probably won't want to be drinking alcohol or even thinking about it. Um, as I said, that was my experience. I, you know, I didn't, you don't really crave alcohol when you're really ill, just, just not on the brain. But I have worked with people who have lent on alcohol as a form of escapism or temporary pleasure. So you do get both sort of situations, both sides of the coin. So whichever situation you are in, I would go as far as to say alcohol is one of the worst things you can do to aggravate your symptoms right now. And it also leads to greater disconnection between mind and body, which is very important in healing and recovering. And anyone who's worked with me or is considering working with me knows that that is like a primary factor in coaching is really working on your connection with mind and body because that's going to help you identify symptoms, flare ups and in management and all of these things. So that's alcohol. And the last thing was highly processed foods. Um, Now, as I've already said, it's not going to hurt you if you have a McDonald's every now and again. 
especially not if it brings you a sense of happiness and again maybe social connection if you're going with friends or something like that it's all about balance i'm all about balance but if your diet is high in highly processed foods this is not going to be optimizing the energy levels in your body or your immune system function so that is something to consider an important note important thing to note is that we should be eating and thinking about our diet with regards to our health and health i think is misunderstood by a lot of people so health is a multifaceted puzzle and by that i mean if you imagine your health as a circle on a page split that circle into segments consisting of diet yes but also exercise spiritual health, emotional, occupational, intellectual, social, financial, and environmental, okay? We often lump health into just nutrition and exercise. But so much more than that contributes to your health. You could be exercising well and have great nutrition, but if your emotional health and financial health aren't doing so well, This will cause a lot of stress on your mind and body and therefore make you vulnerable to illness so it's not really optimizing your health so when we're dealing with fatigue we don't want to hyper focus on nutrition when looking for solutions and ways to improve your condition it's really important to just go down the route of trying to quote unquote um fix your nutrition sorry not fix your nutrition but rather just focusing on what you need to do with your diet um, to optimize your recovery, but not making it like a sole focus. And I say the same thing about exercise because I think these are two things like nutrition and exercise that people tend to hyper-focus on and it actually ends up stressing you out and making you like less healthy on the whole. So let's look at your health as a holistic puzzle. And if you're struggling with intense health anxiety and you project that by trying to have the best diet possible, as I've just said, you aren't really going to do much good for your overall state of health because you'll be stressed out so much about your diet. Probably a better place to start would be getting to the root of your health anxiety and I'd like ideally reducing stress. That in and of itself will allow you to, like it will allow your digestive system to function better and therefore improve your nutrition uptake anyway, okay? So I hope that makes sense. I feel like I rambled a little bit, but as much as nutrition and exercise as well are really important, they don't have to consume your brain and it's, we're not having a perfectionist mindset. We're having an inclusive mindset and a holistic approach to our health, which is all encompassing of your social life, all of the things I just listed basically. So having said all of that, a really common side effect of CFS is actually reduced appetite anyway. So, you know, in the ideal world, we'd all be able to, you know, have a nutritional diet and do all of the things I've just said. But what do we do if we have a really reduced appetite? I know I did and I lost a lot of weight when I was going through chronic fatigue. And this can be as a result of many things such as a sore throat or nausea or just lack of energy in general. Obviously, we can't exercise as much or even move some days. So 
we don't build up an appetite as readily either. And if this is you, you may have been recommended things like Complan or meal substitutes. And I just want to make it clear that this can be a really important part of the process to get back to a whole, like a whole nutritional diet. And if you find right now that you're listening and you're unable to eat or that there's, um, you know, you feel like you're forcing yourself to eat, of course, as soon as you feel like it, we should get back to a nutritional diet. But everyone's journey is slightly different with CFS and it can be hard to give general advice or it can be hard to give personal advice, sorry, like this on a podcast because it's so, um, it's such a general way of speaking and chronic fatigue coaching is so individual. So keep that in mind if you're listening and thinking, God, I just can't eat at the minute. Like, how am I meant to do all of this? Like, just keep going with your comp plan for now, um, if that's what your body needs right now. Um, and that's a huge reason and why I only offer one-to-one coaching, because it's the most effective way to help people get through CFS. Because also, on the contrary of losing weight or not having appetite, I've also worked with a lot of people who have found themselves gaining weight due to the lack of activity, but perhaps an increase in appetite or a normal appetite and lots of things play into this like lack of sleep and low mood etc so um yeah if like if you're hearing this and thinking god i can't my diet isn't anything like this at the minute i don't want to stress you out you can reach out to me on dm and i'm happy to give you some more personal advice so the other quick thing i wanted to talk about is sugar I can't count on my hands how many times, how many numbers of articles or anything that I've read or people I've spoken to who have recommended cutting out sugar if you have chronic fatigue syndrome. As I've already said, I don't believe in cutting out anything. When you have chronic fatigue, you may find yourself craving sugary food and that's because we crave sugar to give us that little boost, like an energy boost. But soon after that, we experience a crash. Now, the only reason that it's important to try and moderate um, your sugar intake, if you don't have diabetes or anything like that, is because it's common for people with CFS to struggle to regulate their blood sugar levels. So that's where the whole kind of sugar conversation comes in with chronic fatigue. Uh, Low blood sugar is often caused by adrenal exhaustion which is a symptom of CFS. So it kind of makes sense that we then crave sugary snacks. The problematic part of that is that we find ourselves constantly then eating high sugar foods. We're living out of balance and over consuming sugar, which will further dysregulate blood sugar levels. Um, So I would recommend trying to, yes, moderate your sugar intake. But if you're trying to cut out sugar altogether and find this, hard or it feels like a form of restriction then perhaps reconsider your approach because restriction as i've already said puts stress on your psychological health and if you're restricting yourself of sugar like it's a real struggle you know like some things you can cut out and it doesn't feel like restriction like for me personally i you could say i've cut out alcohol but i don't crave it it doesn't stress me out not to have it If I find myself having a day where I really fancy a drink, I'll have one. I'm not restricting myself. I can guarantee if I was holding myself back and restricting myself and saying, no, you can't have it, you can't have it, but I really want it, I would 
manage that for a while, but then it would end up in me probably going out and binging on alcohol or just having loads like in one day or whatever, a session. <laughs> um, and then that would be way more damaging to my health than if I just had like a beer when I fancied one. So going back to the point with sugar, you should, you should moderate your sugar intake, but not like to the extent where you feel like you're missing out or you're craving it all the time and you're restricting yourself. Because I promise you that will lead to overconsumption. And that overconsumption of sugar is dangerous with CFS because that will lead to a real spike in your, in your blood sugar levels and then a real drop. So it's that idea of balance, isn't it? It's like little and often. Um, and you'll have to you'll have to kind of notice your natural reaction to different sugary food. Um, But so much food has sugar in it, like it's a lot of trial and error. So yeah, the main main take home is don't restrict yourself of sugar if you don't have an actual valid reason to, you've just like trying it out. Um, Yeah, just moderate your intake and be reasonable with it. So, this has been quite a brief overview, actually, of nutrition. <laughs> I feel like I could go into a lot more, um, which I will do on a, another podcast. But this is just for now to give you a, a kind of overview of how you should be approaching your nutrition if you don't have any other dietary needs. This is very general advice. Um, yeah, and the one thing I want you to take away from this is that a healthy approach to nutrition is following an inclusive diet a diet rich in whole grains, fruits, veggies, high in protein, polyunsaturated fats, where you feel good both physically, sorry, physiologically was actually the word I wanted to say then, so within your body, but also psychologically and with mindfulness and non-judgment. So it's all the emotions that come up around eating as well. And anyone who is listening to this um, will have to take an approach that works for them, which I know I've already said, but I just want to make that really clear. (laughs) Um, So if you want any more specific support and solutions to your personal circumstances, please do feel free to reach out and message me. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you feel like you could use some support and practical advice on how to recover from chronic fatigue syndrome, then I am always happy to have a chat. You can find me on Instagram at SKY underscore coaching underscore.